whether you're in North or South Carolina or anywhere else in the world, enter the Cat Cave with Michael Davis and Shan Smith to listen to your favorite Carolina Panthers podcast, a part of the Keep Pound Podcast Network and powered by the Fans First Sports Network, the same place that brings you podcasts like Believe in Panthers, Embrace Debate, Inside the Vault. It is a good time here in the Cat Cave this week. Uh, welcoming in Shannon. Shannon, what's up, my guy? Um, and not too much, man. Want to talk about how the Panthers pulled it out this Sunday. How the Panthers pulled it out. Yeah, it's been gloom and doom the last few weeks on the Cat Cave. And the Carolina Panthers actually won this week. So we get to talk a little bit about that we'll talk about justin houston's release sad to see him go where he might go next we'll preview the packers and panthers game of course and maybe if we have some time we'll drop a little head coach theory that i've thought up this week uh we'll see how it goes and of course we have to mention that ryan frick is not with us this week ryan get to feeling better but in reality i just wanted to kick him off the podcast for a week because Ever since the season began, I was like, if there's anybody the Panthers need to be worried about, it's the Falcons. And, of course, what happens this past weekend is the Carolina Panthers beat the Atlanta Falcons for their second win this season. And it, I, I don't know if I saw this coming. I definitely did not. Uh, Shannon... What did you make of the Carolina Panthers ugly, yet a win's a win? You know, man, I was surprised myself. I did not see them beating Atlanta, but I didn't expect Atlanta to run away with it because they've had their troubles with turnovers. They've had their troubles with play selection. And your tweet that you put up of why Atlanta was not using Bajon Robinson in this game at all kind of struck me a little differently. You know, uh, I don't know why the man has been playing wonderful football this year and they just flat out didn't use him. It's like they forgot he was there. Yeah. I, I don't know how you don't use your first round pick. Fantasy owners like myself are really upset uh, that Bijan was not used, but Panthers fans. Hey, it's, it's a great week for them. Bryce Young showed what he was capable of when he was taken first overall, led them down all the way so that Pinheiro could kick that game-winning field goal and make it a 9-7 to victory at home. Yes. Now, Shannon, I have a bone to pick because, <laughs> yes, the Carolina Panthers earned this week 1-12. Yes. They were 1-4 at home. It's been a abysmal season, especially after all of the hype in regards to Bryce Young and this new regime with the Panthers. You fire your head coach in his first year midseason. Like it's been it's been gloom and doom. But yes. what I don't like is the Panthers fans just didn't show up for this one. Those stadium seats were bare. And mm. I, I I just I, I've been one of those guys who will support their team, whether it's 0 and 17 or 17 and 0. Like that, that that's my type of philosophy when it comes to my favorite teams. And I don't think the Panthers fans did that. Um, 
what what do you make of the poor attendance at this Sunday's game? What I make of that poor attendance is two things, as a matter of fact. One, I would say, has to be in direct defiance of one David Tepper. It has to be him. I don't think it's more the team, which was my second choice there. I don't think it's more of the team. I think it's more of the dislike of David Tepper and the way this front office has handled this squad, has handled this coaching staff. I think that's what it's in direct defiance of because the thing about it is they gave tickets away for this game, like gave them away. $6 tickets. You've got to be kidding me. I've seen 45 cent tickets. I've heard that. I don't know how true that is, but I know the $6 tickets for real. I do know that. But the fact is they gave tickets away and no one came. So it has to be direct defiance of the owner. This owner put this not so great team together. The front office picked away at it. Injuries have happened. I'm not saying that it's all the front office. I'm not saying that it's all David Tepper. But the fans are reacting. The fans are showing direct defiance of what's happening. That's basically what it uh, boils the steam to me, is that they're just in defiance of this squad and everybody it stands for. Yeah, but you can't come out and support Bryce Young, your number one overall pick. Like, I know the season's been bad. Mm -hmm. But, dude, the two Texas uh, state championship games both had higher attendance than the Panthers and Falcons, an NFL game this week. That's not even a joke. That's a real thing going on right now. And NBA, like, I know, man, I know. But also, you got to look at it, too. Which was the better football? Go ahead. I, Go ahead. It, hey, Texas Take high it. school football is, is a different animal. But I'm serious. Man, the proof is in the pudding, my man. I mean, because, I mean, you look at the game. The game was 7-9. and nine. The Panthers won with three field goals. And a game-win drive. Yes. Oh, I get now, now. Now, I get that. Yes, absolutely. It was a very good drive, and there was a winner in this game. Yes, absolutely. I get it. But the thing about it is right here, man, it was basically a soccer game that was won. You know, David Tepper did bring a soccer team to Charlotte. You know what I'm saying? But... Still, it's just that Texas high school football game, good game, by the way, I must say. More points being put up in one half than that whole game. Hmm? Yeah, it, it, it's it's tough. I mean, and if you watch this game, I think there were a few, like, key moments to where it's like, okay, this is, uh, this is pretty good. Uh, I would point out Xavier Woods. I've had a couple tackles for a loss and the interception. Yes. The, the, that interception was huge when it came to actually win this game. You know, mm -hmm. every NFL game, you know, it's either a blowout or it comes down to one or two plays. That interception by Woods, uh, New Day, if you know, you know, <laughs> yes. uh, was a big key factor. And I liked what I saw from Jonathan Mingo for yes. part of this game. Uh, yes. Smith Marset was actually uh, making some plays uh, with the limited time that he got on the field. Um, he's emerged out of nowhere when it came to, you know, who's going to be in the backfield, everything. Uh, 
Is there anything else that stood out to you about this game where it was like, okay, there's something the Panthers can build on for next year? Because this was Chris Tabor's first win as interim head coach. Mm -hmm. It was. Um, And that tells you he's got about as many wins as Frank Reich did on the year. So with limited games on top of that as well, too. So is it strong candidacy for coming back next year? Hmm. Who knows? But to answer your question, what I did like is the fact that Bryce threw no picks. And that was a good that was a good look. He had 169 yards passing. He had it was about four different receivers that he hit. I believe it was either four or five. And the fact that he was able to orchestrate a game-winning drive. That's another thing. So I know that Bryce has had his ups and downs. He's not had the consistency in the play calling. He's not had the consistency in the receiving core outside of Adam Thielen. I understand. But the fact that he was able to put a game-winning drive together, albeit it wasn't a touchdown, but six points, doesn't matter. Win is a win. Vin Diesel said that in the Fast and the Furious, whether it's an inch or a mile, win is a win. So the fact that Bryce put together a game-winning drive over a squad that was actually in contention for the NFC South, although it is a cupcake division, looking at you, AFC West, still, it was the fact that you took out a squad and you played party crash, which was something that I think Carolina has the opportunity to do in these next coming weeks. Play party crash. Why not? Now, you mentioned the AFC West. Okay, and the AFC West has been uh, interesting, to say the least. Uh, the Panthers aren't the only team who has fired their coach midseason. Of course, the Chargers got destroyed. I mean, destroyed on Thursday night football against the Raiders. It's kind of why I'm wearing a uh, wrestling shirt of Brad Attitude. He's a big Raiders fan, and it was over at halftime. It was so bad, okay? But, Shannon, I want you to hear me out on this, okay? Because everybody thinks that the Panthers have a shot at Jim Harbaugh. Panthers have a shot at Brian Johnson, Ben Johnson. Panthers have a shot at these, like, marquee head coaches. But if I'm a head coach on the market, and I'm looking at what David Tepper has done to this organization and two head coaches, I'm out. I'm like, no way. There ain't there ain't a chance I'm going to risk coming into this Panthers organization when it's at least a two or three year rebuild on the offensive line alone, mm-hmm. let alone the rest of the team. I'm not coming in this situation. Sure. So if we take Jim Harbaugh off the t- plate, if we take the Johnsons off the plate, if we take mm-hmm. these guys, there leaves somebody who might benefit from taking this Panthers head coaching job and he got fired this past week Shannon I think Brandon Staley could be a good option for the Carolina Panthers okay and here's why okay I I, I know you're very skeptical about this I know Ryan's probably throwing his phone somewhere. I know Desmond Johnson's probably kicking me off air. But Brandon Staley had a lot of talent in L.A. 
And it's not like it was terrible, but he was able to get a few wins from the Chargers and everything. And yes, his tenure with the Chargers did end poorly. Mm-hmm. But the Panthers, Panthers are probably not winning the division next year. Probably not winning the division the year before. Okay. Mm-hmm. You bring in Staley, okay, as a temporary head coach. You know he's only going to get a year or two of time. Maybe he helps develop Bryce Young in the way that we saw Justin Herbert. Some people think he's a top five quarterback. I don't believe so. Maybe top 10. Maybe top 10 for Justin Herbert. And you allow this team to retool. By the time that you do move on from Brandon Saley, then you actually have a roster assembled where those marquee names like a Jim Harbaugh would be like, you know what? I'll give this organization a chance because I think there's something there. Right now, I don't think there's a place there. And heck, maybe Brandon Staley actually works out by some off chance. Am I crazy on this? You know what? You actually did have me when you said that maybe he might be a stepping stone for another coach. I mean, it's a possibility. Now, I will say this. The person that's going to benefit the most from his firing is going to be Justin Herbert because he's probably going to have a coach that's going to let him fire that ball down the field because he did not let him do that. And with that being said as well, too, with a quarterback like Bryce Young who needs to get the ball quick out of his hands, Brandon Stately might uh, put that offense together to the point where he might be able to get quick passes, quick plays out there to set up the long pass, maybe get somebody like Chuba Hubbard going, who, in my opinion, was overlooked on this offense this year. And the Carolina Panthers ought to be ashamed of themselves for not using him as much. I get it. Miles Sanders was a very, very sexy pickup. Paid him good money. He got here, did not plug himself into this offense that well, because he was coming from a high-powered offense in Philadelphia to a not-so-strong offense in Carolina with a not-so-strong offensive line, and he did sputter. But there were some times where he did play very well. But out of the backfield, man has good hands. So it's a possibility that you can make that happen. Brandon Staley, he has nothing to lose, in my opinion. He doesn't have anything to lose. He's got a squad that is down, but if you're down – in the words of one great Diamond Dallas Page, you have nowhere to go but up. So Brandon Staley could work out. He could be a stepping stone for another coach. That's just it. We don't know. But it's not very far-fetched. Good enough. It's not, it's not far-fetched. And I do want to say that the last couple years uh, – In 2021 and 2022, when Staley had a full season, the Chargers went 9-8 and and 10-7 and and had one playoff game against the Jaguars where the Jaguars just – Jaguars were coming up and beating just everybody, especially in the second half. Uh, And that was Staley's – Staley was in the postseason last year. People forget (laughs) that. Yes. And you mentioned Chuba Hubbard. The work that Staley's done with – exposing Austin Eckler in that offense, great. The Chargers have had issues at receiver, okay? So he'll come into a Panthers organization that's had issues at receiver. 
um, but hopefully can get the most out of the team. Like, say we, I don't think would get a head coaching job anywhere else. Mm-hmm. But Jim Harbaugh is not coming to the Carolina Panthers. No. I, I, I think Dez, love you, man. I think others need to, like, realize where the Panthers organization is. And if Staley comes in and wins nine or ten games in the NFC South, yeah, that's third place in the AFC West with Patrick Mahomes out there. But in the NFC South, that's a division title. Exactly. I mean, he has nothing to lose in that division as well, too, especially even with the bottom squad like Carolina. There's nothing to lose. You know, if the Saints stalemate yet again, if Tampa Bay has a one-year wonder, it could happen with Baker Mayfield. Um, And Atlanta, who will probably more than likely go up the draft a little more and might have a possibility at some pieces in the first round. there's room to grow in the AFC South, you know, even though they are more of a cupcake division, it's the fact of rebuilding from all four, all four squads. So, I mean, it doesn't sound far fetched at all. So don't think that's crazy. I like the idea because that sounds more logical than Jim Harbaugh. That sounds more logical than uh, my man in Detroit. It sounds very, very logical than those guys right there because I don't see those guys coming down, coming down. In in this case here, Brandon Staley is coming up because he got fired. Not because he's coming down. I'm not saying that he's coming up from a bad squad. Yeah, they weren't a good squad, but they were better than Carolina. So in a way, he's coming down because he got fired. So it's fine. You know, you got fired. It's okay. Dust yourself off. You have your chance to do this with another team. Yes, David Tepper is a horrendous owner. I get it. There's a possibility another GM may be coming in maybe at the end of the summer, maybe the end of next summer. So there's possibility for growth maybe in your second year since you might be David Tepper's guy for the third time. Fourth time, fifth time, yeah, five time, Booker T. There we go. Um, Yes, <laughs> but the thing about it is, you know, this might be a guy that David Tepper might be able to set, uh, sell himself on. Hmm? I, you, you, you know, you know where I stand with this. Like Staley, Staley would be, I, I think so logical. And what you mentioned right there was, you know. Johnson, the coordinator from the Lions, if he right. comes to the Panthers, that's his first head coaching job. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's another like two or three win season. He gets fired. That gives up every opportunity that teams will look towards him for their head coaching vacancies in the years to come. Like his reputation is tarnished. Right. Brandon Staley, yeah, he could take a coordinator job, but if he took this head coaching job, he could rebuild especially with the division title, rebuild his name and reputation. Mm-hmm. And, and again, like, what do you have to lose at this point? Like, Nothing. I mean, yeah, there is concerns about changing head coaches so many years with Bryce Young as your rookie quarterback in, in terms of his development. But David Tepper's pretty much set on he's going to 
you know, do this microwave, like I want it now kind of thing with the head coaches, which is not the way to build a team, by the way. No. Um, it's, it's just it, the more that I think about Brandon Staley and everybody's going to hate me this week because he got fired, what, six days ago, five, six days ago. It, it makes sense. It does. Both. From both standpoints. Now, whether that's the route that the Panthers go, who knows, but could be Brandon Staley. Could be. It, it makes more sense than Jim Harbaugh. I'm sorry. I, I love the idea. It sounds good. Nah, you, you're not yeah. getting it. Sorry, dude. Never going to get it. Yeah. Harbaugh might come back to the NFL, depending on the Michigan stuff, but – he he would take other jobs. Like I don't know what jobs are going to be open. Uh, maybe Washington. Uh, they're on a five-game losing streak right now. Uh, Chicago might be. Um, I know Atlanta will probably be one as well. Uh, Tennessee. I still give variable another year. Pittsburgh. No, they're, they're not getting rid of Mike Tomlin. No, I, I don't see Mike Tomlin going anywhere. Mike Tomlin could lose another year, and no, nah, they can't do that to that man. No, nah, no. Nah. They'll, they'll, you're, they'll you're, let his contract run out, and then they'll give him an option. Oh, uh, so you're still on this, uh, ooh, let's uh, let, let's give Tomlin another year because he won a Super Bowl like 20 years ago. Dude, Tomlin right now is probably one of those coaches that's facing the franchise right now. That man had a winning season a little bit into this season with a not-so-good team. He had three quarterbacks switching in between and still had a a post-500 record. Come on, man. Okay. It it doesn't matter. He's like like Pop. Like, he's like (laughs) – I mean, for real, you give that man any type of team, he's going to make something out of it. And, and then, hey, if Tomlin stays, Bill Belichick should stay. That's all I'm saying. That's all you I'm saying. Give him an option right there. But, you know, but you know, uh, my man in New England, they're going to tell him, look, man, you go when you want to. And then he's going to give him a look like, really? Okay. Really? Thanks. And that's it. That's all you're going to get out of him. <laughs> I'm, on, I'm on to Cincinnati. Or more like I'm on to I'm on to Canton is where uh, Bill Belichick would go. And speaking of somebody who might land in Canton, Ohio, would be Mr. Justin Houston, who was actually released by the Carolina Panthers uh, this week. I believe that was yesterday that this news came out. Uh, I actually still had the Justin Houston stats from when the Panthers did sign him this offseason. And I was like, hey, this guy could definitely help you. The stats scrolling on the bottom on the Tobacco Road Sports Radio YouTube channel is from last year with the Baltimore Ravens. This year, uh, Justin Houston has just nine tackles, a half a sack, um, but hasn't been used as much on the Panthers. Uh, Sources are saying that he wants to play for a contender. So, are you sad to see him leave the Panthers after such a short, probably forgettable stint? And where do you think he lands next? 
I would say sad for the money situation. I would say for the Panthers, that's the only thing I'd probably say I'm sad about. Um, the defense has played very, very well. It's just that this defense has been hung out to dry by the offense week after week after week because the inability to put up points. And that's something that Ryan and you and I have been stressing on for the past few weeks. So that's basically what's going on. But Houston, he'll find him another squad. Um, I would say one of these uh, playoff teams is going, um, if you want to be real about it, Philadelphia probably could use him. Philadelphia could. I don't think Philadelphia's going to get him, but Philadelphia could use him um, because Philadelphia's been down on their luck these these past couple games, and it all started with my 49ers. You know what I'm saying? So And, um, and kept going with the Cowboys. Oh, yeah. We softened them up for you right there, man. So there you go. But and then um, Seattle just <laughs> overtook the Eagles with a backup quarterback. Nonetheless, mm, mm, no Gino, no Gino. That's another thing right there. My cousin Drew Lock. My cousin Drew Lock. <laughs> I, I, I would honestly long time. Oh Drew. my gosh! <laughs> you, you, you talk about you know potentially the Eagles. That would be so disappointing to see the Philadelphia Eagles get another one. Um, looking yeah. at some of the playoff teams who struggle with sacks, um, I would probably put Jacksonville on that list. They only have 30 sacks. They're yeah. like the fifth worst in the NFL. Detroit. Detroit could be a possibility. They're um, a defensive player away from doing something. They're a defensive player away. I mean, they had Bruce Irvin. They signed Bruce Irvin a little bit. And they're a defensive player away. They need it. Or do you think he could go back to the team scrolling on the bottom, the Baltimore Great. Ravens, who actually leads the NFL in sacks with 50 right now? That would be tough if that happened there. That would be absolutely tough, and that would be uh, right on time for Baltimore. But I don't know, man. I think that their love right now is in that offense because the offense has been putting up productivity, and I think with the defense, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Hey, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But you can always add something at this time of year. Uh, but one thing's for sure that Justin Houston will not be on the field this week when the Carolina Panthers host the 6-8 and eight Green Bay Packers. Yep, the Panthers have another home game. Who knows how many fans are going to be in the stands for that one. But the Green Bay Packers are fighting for their playoff lives, which look a little diminished right now. They're currently an 11 seed right now in the NFC, and they'll need a lot of help to get in that top seven before the season's over. Uh, they're six and eight. The Falcons are ahead of them. Saints, Seahawks, Rams, Vikings, all in the mix for that last sixth and seventh spot in the NFC playoffs. But what, what are some of the keys for the Carolina Panthers when they host Jordan Love and this Matt LaFleur Green Bay Packers? Run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. Pound that ball. Chuba Hubbard's steady, steady diet here because Green Bay's front four has been vulnerable to the run this year. So why not try to hit them with the run early? And often, Chuba Hubbard turned them feet. 
get that line trying to push. I know the line's not been doing their thing this year, but when Chuba Hubbard has had the ball, it's worked out real well for him. That's true. And, yeah, when you're talking about running the ball, I feel like that's what the Panthers' identity was. Mm -hmm. back, back even last year when Steve Wilkes was – the Aram coach. You had Deontay Forbun. You had Chuba Hubbard, who yes. were pounding the rock, and they had an identity. That's why Wilkes went six and six as Aram head coach, and then they let mm -hmm. him walk away to the 49ers as defensive coordinator uh, in favor of Frank Wright, who's not even on the team right now. Like mm -hmm. th this is this is where it like stings for Panthers fans is like knowing, you know, Steve Wilkes. He, he's he's in San Francisco now, and you had a legitimate chance of keeping him as your head coach, which probably unmotivates Chris Tabor, especially going into this Packers matchup of like, hey, if I win, uh, doesn't help me. I'm probably not getting this job. And the Panthers, you know, what draft pick are they fighting for? It's going to Chicago. Exactly. I mean, you're giving Chicago a better draft pick every week, it seems. Uh, it, it's it's not a good time, but hey, Panthers won last week against the division rival. That's how those division games always go. But who do you think wins this Packers game? Final score prediction. You know, man, you have not gave Jordan Love any love this year. The man is balled out in the first half of the season, but the second half, not so much. Sadly, the the Bank of America Stadium is going to be filled with Green Bay Packer fans because they travel and they travel heavy. I expect the Green Bay Packers to win it by about two touchdowns. I hope I'm wrong, but I think that's what's going to happen. You know, the Packers have only won two road games this year. That was sure. week one against the Bears. Week two, or a few weeks ago against the Lions on Thanksgiving. Ah. Uh. It's so tough. They just lost to the Giants. They just lost to the Buccaneers. With, with, with no Danny Dimes either. Tommy DeVito. Who is that yeah, guy? DeVito uh, bumping up his appearance fee, apparently. Double. 10000 20000 You've read that online yet. Um, gosh, what? I, I already hate the guy. He's just a giant, but I hate the guy. Um <laughs> I don't, I don't want to think, but the Packers need this for their playoff hopes, and the Panthers fans probably won't come out and support the Panthers. Give me Green Bay by 16. Mm, yeah, it's going to be a rough one, baby. It's going to be a rough one. Could be Green Bay by 16. Um, but who knows? Hopefully next week we'll get Ryan Frick back in the Cat Cave. But until then... Exit Cat Cave until next week. Listen to more content by myself, Ryan, and Shannon on Tobacco Road Sports Radio's YouTube channel and more Carolina Centric podcasts on the Keep Bound Podcast Network, powered by the Fans First Sports Network. <laughs>